Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. Well, you might have heard of the term greenwashing. That's been around for quite some time, since the 1980s, actually. It was initially coined to refer to hotels that encourage guests to reuse their towels and thereby save the planet, helping these hotels to save on their laundry bills. Well, since then, we've come a long way and consumers have become increasingly interested in green products and companies have also increasingly become adept at using some of these claims to become so-called environmentally friendly. And today, the term impact washing has been added to the dictionary for investors. Those seeking to hold companies and in particular financial institutions to account for their green claims. And to help unpack it, we've got Falco Paintzoy. He is the Managing Director for the Centre for Sustainable Finance and Private Wealth for the University of Zurich in Switzerland, which also has offshoots in North America and Singapore. He's also the Assistant Professor in Social Finance at EBS University. Thank you for having me. You've been studying this area for quite some time, so give us an idea what you mean by impact washing. How different is it? from greenwashing, which is a bit more prevalent in news media these days? Yeah, it's actually quite simple. So greenwashing is really about putting an emphasis on a certain social environmental topic that simply isn't the most important one in the context of your business. For example, if a bank talks a lot about how they reduce the plastic bottle usage in their meeting rooms, that's really great. But what's more important for banks is what are their policies of how they actually extend credits to companies, to businesses, and how do they advise their clients and how they can have impact with their money. So it's really greenwashing is about putting the wrong emphasis on the topics that are not that important. Impact washing is rather about making claims that you have an impact in particular through your investment capital that you actually don't have mm. in the world. So a bit of a misleading angle there when it comes to impact washing. And when we talk about impact washing, how prevalent is it? Is this the norm rather than an exception these days? Is that a fair assessment? So it is an exception and it's rather coming from misunderstanding how investors really have an impact in the world. And that's really a major piece of our research and also really popular document that we have. So really documents that make it very easily understandable how investors have impact and how they don't have impact in capital markets. And in the end, it's actually quite easy to understand. And that is that in particular by buying shares on the stock market from other investors, shares in companies who are maybe already nice and green, that doesn't mean that you as an investor have any impact because mm. you're simply buying shares from another investor. That money doesn't reach the business, so it doesn't help the business to grow. You just buy the shares from another investor. And really the way to have impact in public markets through shares would be to be an active shareholder, to engage actively with the management of that company and give that man- mandate to those managers of the firm to have a positive, more positive impact on the planet. But if you don't do that, then what you're doing is nice. You have more green companies in your portfolio, but you're not having any impact. To have impact, you would either have to provide growth capital to startups, capital that they would otherwise not have had. So these green firms can grow, right? make a small green firm a bigger green firm, or invest to companies that have sustainability challenges and then be an active shareholder by yourself or through funds that do this for you. And these activities then would actually lead to this company becoming more green. That's how you would have impact. That's a very good point. Calling for change if you're a shareholder, either at annual general meetings or just pushing policies to be changed at a company could be something to be looked at if you want bigger impact in your investments. When we talk about impact though, when it comes to investors, how much do you think they care about the impact? Or is this more about just feeling good, seeing that 
portfolio looking green. How much do you think investors care about impact? I think one of the big misunderstandings in financial markets is that many people don't care about sustainability. That's simply not true. It's actually a very easy exercise that we often do in our training programs with advisors or with investors, and that is simply outlining, for example, the sustainable development goals of the United Nations, 17 topics, you know, ranging from climate change to food security to education, healthcare topics, peace and justice, etc. So it's a very broad spectrum of sustainability topics. And actually, if you think about it, every individual cares about some sustainability topics. The scuba diver might be very concerned about life in the oceans mm. or even climate change because of, you know, the corals that are diminishing. And the scuba diver sees that. Somebody who likes, you know, nature a lot would see more issues in, in nature. Some people care really about education. Others care about uh, women's rights. Everybody cares about sustainability topics. And all those topics can actually be covered through sustainable investing, funds, approaches, startups, etc. So you can really um, align your interest in the world with your investment portfolio. It's very well possible and everybody cares about something. So that's why the role of advisors, intermediaries is so important because it's their job to actually bring this up to people who want to invest their money, that this is even an opportunity and then how to implement that. Yeah. Falco, do you think that people are willing to pay that premium for the extra impact? Are they sensitive to the magnitude or scope of their impact investments? Or do they think, hey, this is looking green, I'm happy with this? Do they care about increasing the impact of what they are investing in? Thank you. So we actually just published a paper exactly about that topic in one of the top journals in science in the finance space. And what we found out in that paper was very surprising in that actually large groups of investors, also that actually don't consider themselves at all sustainable investors or impact investors, large groups of those investors are actually quite willing and quite interested to engage in sustainable investing products, so really in funds that, for example, save carbon if you invest into them, and are quite willing to actually also pay higher fees for these types of products, which sometimes is important because in the end, you have to do something in those mm. funds, right? You have to get access to data, you have to be in active dialogue with these firms. So sometimes those products can justify that they're a little bit more expensive. And we found that, yes, indeed, large swaths of individuals are really interested in these products and are actually also willing to pay a little bit more for that and actually quite a bit more but what we also found is what's called scope and sensitivity which means that usually investors are actually then quite bad in sort of really understanding if one product has a lot of impact or little impact and paying more for those products that actually have a lot more impact so yes people are very interested in products that have a positive impact in the world but we see that humans are quite bad in actually teasing out and evaluating if a product has a lot, a lot impact, in our case, 10 times more impact than another product. Yeah, Fakar, I imagine there is always room for improvement. People can do more. And on that front, do you think there is gaps that need to be plugged in order for investors to be more well-informed? For example, when it comes to the world of private banking, are clients educated enough? Even the bankers, are they educated enough? So this is absolutely the number one bottleneck in the space. It is not what we just found in our one study, that people are not interested in sustainability. People are very interested in sustainability topics, so that's not the problem. And also the availability of investment funds that do that in all different types of themes and all different types of approaches, that's not the bottleneck either. The product availability is there. The big challenge is, to this day, the intermediaries, the advisors whose role it is to explain this in easily understanding words to their clients to actually have those clients then allocate their money along their values, along their interests. That is, to this day, the biggest bottleneck, the education of the advisors 
so that advisors actually feel comfortable talking about this with their clients. And just to wrap things up, Falco, let's say someone wants to make a bigger impact when it comes to his investments. What would your advice be to someone who is looking to just make the most bang for his buck? Well, go to your bank and ask exactly those questions and make sure that your advisor actually can tell you credibly how your investments would not just be going towards you know, green firms and let you sleep well at night, but how your investments would actually have an impact onto these firms. Because that's the only way how to have impact, right? You as an investor would have impact on a company by either letting it grow or by motivating this firm to become more sustainable. And that then has an impact in the real world. And that's something that the advisor has to explain to you as an investor. And of course, we have courses for that where advisors would learn that. All right, I mean, Chairman Falco Petzoy, he is the Managing Director for the Center for Sustainable Finance and Private Wealth for the University of Zurich in Switzerland, as well as the Assistant Professor in Social Finance at EBS University. Thank you so much for your time today, Prof. Thank you so much for having me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.